or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help continue the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the People's Patriot Project, and we want to be the shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Patriot Playtime. We got your success today. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Unite Podcast and the People's Patriot Project. And as always, Patriot Pride. What's happening, everybody? Try that again. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of We Got Your Six at Six. I'm Shad Turner with Veterans Unite Podcast, and we've got Mark and Andrea from the People's Patriot Project. We've also got a special guest tonight, uh, Nick Valentine's with us, and um, I've also got my little one running around here somewhere. But um, you know what we do? We start every show with Pledge of Allegiance, so if you can stand, please stand. If you're wearing a hat, please take it off, and let's get ready to say the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All righty. How's it going, guys? Absolutely outstanding. Now, in the heart of Texas. There you go. I was about to say, I, you don't look like you're in your uh, living room. So. We are not. <laughs> we are not. We are at this present moment in Bloomerville, Texas, where we have just had one of the most amazing four days of Put your paws on, shake some hands, do some hugs, hold down, eat some great food, and we'll share all that, man. The the people of Texas are amazing, (laughs) and it's weird because everyone on the screen right now is in Texas. And that's the way it should be. What is that happening? That's cool. Uh, it's been a really great week. Um, I can't tell you the, the amazingness that uh, that we have witnessed, and just uh, people doing amazing people doing amazing things. And uh, we have been so blessed 
uh, with the relationships that we've built and been part of and continue to grow. Um, it's just been awesome. Josh Hunt is in the house. Um, good to have you, Josh. Thanks for being here. Another Texan. I, are we just going to? I know. I feel like are we just coming here? Is that what? Dude, it is a Texas day. That's the way it is. It is. It is awesome. So uh, we will bring into a conversation here one of our. Uh, one of our amazing guests. We've always been blessed by our guests, but we have Nick Valentine on with us. He's the founder of Operation Phantom Support, uh, and he does everything. I, I, he's got a laundry list of just being involved, just doing the thing, supporting veterans, uh, veteran-owned businesses. He's a part owner with the Texas Nighthawks. Uh, he's the CEO of uh, Combat Boxes. Sergeant Ritter Spirits, it just the list keeps going. I don't know. We run into these guys every once in a while where it just they're like the Energizer Bunny, man. How are we doing today, brother? Oh, I got you off. Let's get oh, you. Oh, it's great when everybody's in Texas. That makes everything easier. It's making everything local, so that's good. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we because of poor research uh, on our part. Um, and just because we didn't run like, I was going to say naughty stuff. I can't say naughty what? stuff. Chickens with their heads uh, cut Chickens off. with their heads cut off. Yeah. Um, we're right in your backyard, Mr. Valentine. Yeah, you're not too far. You guys were up in the Pflugerville. Yeah, so you're not that far from me. Yeah. We had the amazing opportunity uh, just because of the nature. I do have some family up in Carrollton. We had kind of a free day on Friday, which immediately turned into not such a free day. Because we found a, a new veteran brother up in Fort Worth, Fort Worth yep. um, Adam Barry. Went and listened to his live show. Uh, it was great. He did an amazing job. Um, and just uh, okay, guys, you got help me out with this piece. Is this a Texas thing where they schedule a time? And it's kind For an of event to kind of start. To kind of start at a certain time, but then it might start at another time. Well, it depends on the event, but yeah, it happens quite a bit here in Texas because you know people um, aren't here. people aren't in a hurry here, so you know. I think it was like three or four times that we were we had timestamps when we were supposed to be at certain places, and not complaining. It just it was like, oh well, this is what where we wanted to be when we wanted to be, and we missed some opportunities because of it, but it's not a huge deal. And uh, again. I think because of it, everything turned out more positive than negative anyway. And we got to meet more people and be involved with more people. And it was just crazy. Nick, tell us about your organization. All right. Well, so Operation Fan Support, we're an active military veteran and first responder nonprofit. So we support active military veterans and first responders and their families with day-to-day living assistance. So we help out with, you know, just kind of all the things that can kind of come, can, you know, come on you in a month. So we have a food pantry that provides food. We have a birthday cake program for kids. We have a backpack program for school for kids. We have a Christmas toy program for kids. We have a car repair program, a tire replacement program, an adult special needs program for families who have kids, special needs kids who have phased out of school and got nowhere to go now. We have a program for them. Uh, we just started our Veterans to Employment program, so we're helping veterans get jobs and potentially actually open their own franchise if they want to do something like that so we can get them down the road where it's no cost out of pocket for them. It's basically just sweat equity and they earn it. And then uh, we get them into those businesses. So 
you know, we do everything we can to kind of make the life of a soldier, veteran, and first responder just a little bit easier every month, making it paycheck to paycheck just a little bit easier for them, helping them out. So that's kind of what we do. I love it. I love it. Um, do you ever work with any marketing people or branding people? No. You never do? No. Because... Yeah, I don't like to spend money I get for donations on things that are, are outside the programs. I mean, we have to spend some money because we have a brick and mortar place. We have a we have a we also have a thrift store where people can donate items and we sell things in the store to raise money for the charity to help us pay the mortgage and the electric bill. But I'm not a big guy to to allocate funds for different things. Now, I've been I'm on the news all the time. I you know, we're on social media everywhere. So I mean I, I kind of look at it as, you know, we'll get as much out of it what we need and we try to use word of mouth word of mouth as our biggest thing. Because we're basically just the Central Texas is what we help. I mean, I'll help anybody who shows up, but we're primarily based in Central Texas right near Fort Hood. And we got 40, 38,000 soldiers on Fort Hood and about 100,000 veterans that live within about a 50-mile radius of Fort Hood. So we got plenty to do here. So we stay busy uh, and we don't. But we don't, you know, we don't we don't venture out too much with the funds that we bring in. We try to push all that money back out to the soldiers and veterans. So we're kind of, kind of, I'm kind of a jerk that way. I don't like to spend money outside of the, outside of our program needs. So, yeah. I love hearing that. Uh, the reason why... I, I brought it up is uh, there has been a number, I'm going to say even three occasions. We're always looking for an opportunity to get a consultation to make our, our, our reach more broad. And uh, every single one of them have said, why don't you specialize? And that's the, you're not specializing. You, you're going out and you're, you're throwing stuff against the wall and making sure, seeing what sticks. And, and we call it the, the, the fishing tackle box where we do, we're going to catch everything in the lake, man. We got to catch everything. And you can't do it with one lure. You got to use everything you can. And I greatly appreciate that. I love the energy. I love following you and seeing the things that you're doing. Um, I, it's, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Well, we help a lot of people like last year alone. All right. Since we started, I started this, this friend, this nonprofit in 2014. We have served our food pantry alone has over 300 is 307,652 people have come through our doors. We fed over a million family members since we started. Uh, we assist our average every year. Every year is about 45,000 soldiers and veterans come through our doors. So, I mean, we're busy, right? So Absolutely. I said, we throw things up against the wall, whatever sticks we keep doing, like fundraisers, whatever. We don't go crazy and spend money to hire people to, we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get a raffle. We're gonna buy this and raffle it. We'll see how we do. You know, we'll make a couple thousand dollars. That's enough. That's plenty. That's good. That'll set us up for another couple of weeks or a month. So we're good. So we don't go overboard. Now, I was on the low. I was on the CBS National News back in February when we were kind of struggling because of COVID because we lost a lot of our month. Because our I set our nonprofit up a little different than most nonprofits. Okay, I asked the soldiers and veterans that sign up with us to donate twenty dollars a month to help us do what we do, so they also can feel like they're helping all the other families that sign up. So we're all kind of chipping in to help each other. So I kind of wanted to make it like we're all chipping in soldiers and veterans and brothers and sisters to just help each other's families and make things a little easier for all of us that live here in this community. So that was my concept. But when I was on the CBS National News back February 13th, we raised quite a bit of money in a short period of time. And I was able to pay off all our bills, all our things. So all the bills we had are gone now. All we have now is our mortgage and our electric bill, basically. Everything else is gone. All our truck payments are gone. And sure, I paid the insurance for the whole year, yada, yada. So we eliminated a lot of things with the money that we raised. So... What like I tell people all the time is like when I get big chunks of money and I look at three three years down the road, like what can I do with this that's gonna impact us three years from now or five years from now? And I try to make that make that change with that funds so that two or three years from now we don't run into that problem that this is already like our I have a refrigerated box truck that I bought, it cost me seventy two thousand dollars. We were paying almost fifteen hundred dollars a month on it. 
So when I got all that money from that CBS newscast, we paid that off. So no longer have a $1,500 a month payment on it. So that was huge for us because that saved us $1,500 a month. Now we have extra in our account. So that's how I brought it to my board of directors. And they're like, yeah, of course, pay it off if we can pay it off because then it saves us $1,500 a month for the next five years. So we're like, yeah. So, and it's just, you know, people, people get confused about nonprofits because, you know, there's administrative costs, everything. You know, I tell people all this all the time. The food that I get from the food, Central Texas Food Bank is not free. They make me pay for it. Yes, I'm not necessarily paying for the food itself. I'm paying for storage and delivery, but I'm still paying something for it, right? We're not getting it for free. And then I have to turn around and give it out. So it, it's a difficult challenge being in the nonprofit sector because you spend 95% of your time trying to raise money and only 5% of your time spending it. But the money goes that like that. So you got to get right back into the, the raising money part. So you got to reach out to people and talk to them about what you do and get them to believe in your mission and want to support you. So it's, it, it's challenging. I, I love I love the passion that I hear and I, the drive and I appreciate you. You're proving that you're a, a steward of your finances, which is you are 100 percent accurate. People do not understand the nonprofit world. I, I still have the same electrical bill that <laughs> IBM has or, you know, I, I, I try to I tell everybody that. So running, a, running a nonprofit is like running a regular business. We don't get everything like the things I give out, like the backpacks and the school supplies and the, and the food and the, the car. None of that stuff is free. I have to pay somebody to do something involved with that. And nothing in life is free. And I tell people all the time that's the most cliche thing to say, but it's the truth. It's just there's a cost for everything. Now, it might not be as high like my cost for food might not be as high as buying it at a grocery store. But understanding that the underlying thing is you've got to have I've got salaries I got to pay. I don't pay myself like I don't take a check. But I have people I pay to help me run the business because I can't do it by myself. I'm not Superman. You know what I mean? Like I there's absolutely no way I could run this place by myself. I got too much stuff going on. So I have program directors and I have people that run the food pantry. I got people that run my store. So I got to pay people. So there's money that comes in. I have to allocate some of those funds towards those things. So I try to get people to understand that 501c3s and nonprofits in themselves are very challenging business. That's why most don't make it past five years. If your nonprofit makes it past five years. You're in the top five or ten percent of the nonprofit world because most don't make it five years. They fold up after three to four years. I've been around for seven, going on eight years here pretty soon. So it's shown me that what I'm doing is the right way to do business with these kind of things because it's being supported. So that's what's important. It is awesome to hear just the the conviction you have about it as well. In the fact that it is it is so important to and there we are held accountable for every dime. I mean we're doing some donations while we're down here and it is what it is. Checkbook got left where it needed. It shouldn't have been left. And that, and we did a cash donation and you know what? We took the picture. We took a picture of the event. We get held accountable for being part of that, but as long as it's documented, but there's, there's no resting on that. And there are people coming through our books all the time and that's fine. Come away. Uh, I, you, I, say, I let anybody, a, a PFC, a private E3 could come into my building and say, hey, I want to see your books on balance. I'll take them upstairs showing the books. I don't hide anything from anybody. I'm, I'm yeah. as transparent as we can be because I'll say, here's the bills. Here's the book. Here's where all the train. Here's the bank statement. Look at it. You'll see where all the money goes. Uh, it's all allocated to things we're doing or, thing, or things we have to get to do what we're doing. So it's, it's all there, but it's a, it's a pain in the butt, but it's got to be done. So yeah. We have a, a, a CPA who's volunteered their time to take care of our books. And we wanted our books to be done out of house for accountability purposes and us too. I have, I have a CPA that does mine too. He's a friend of mine who does it at a very discounted price. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. He just kind of reviews everything for me, sets everything up for me automatic. So all my bills get paid automatic, but then he comes in behind it, checks everything, which is both good. But yeah, it's good to have friends. That's for sure. It is good to have friends. It's an important, um, 
how do you go about uh, getting your volunteers? We, we reach out to people. Again, a lot of like our food pantry, we reach out and say, hey, we need some more volunteers this weekend for our food pantry. Because we run our food pantry every Saturday. So four days a month, we're open. So most food pantries in our area are only open to people once a month. We're the only food pantry in, in probably a 50-mile radius that you can come more than once a month. Well, you can come multiple times so you can get as much food as you need for your family. Uh, but we just put it out and we broadcast it. I do a lot of Facebook Lives and then just say, hey, look, we're looking for volunteers. Please sign up on our website. If, you know, it's up here on the top right-hand corner. Then my volunteer coordinator will reach out to you and coordinate when you can. You know, we can get on your schedule, not ours. We, we kind of work with our volunteers. Like, we'll get on your schedule. You tell us when you can volunteer. We'll figure something out to get you over as you can volunteer. Uh, but we, we we just put a shout-out out into our into our – our, our cyber world or our social media world. And we usually get, we usually get plenty of responses and I've got units on post that come in. I got the Sergeant Murphy club. I've got the 36 engineer battalion. I got first med brigade. All I got to do is pick the phone up and call the first aren't one of the first aren't. And he sends me through Like one day I said, Hey chop, I need 10 guys. Come over and help me tear down this warehouse. He said, all right. And then literally an hour later, all 10 of them showed up and we tore the warehouse down in like three hours. It would have took my team two days, but we got it all tore out in like three or four hours. So, you know, it's available to us because the base is right here, and I do so much for the base. It's crazy, so they know that. So whenever I need help, they just they respond. So it's really cool. That is uh, when the development of the People's Patriot Project came into play. That was one of the biggest premises that I I truly and fully believe in. And this is this is for the rest of the world to know. We are actually called We the People, the People's Patriot Project. But that's too big to put on a, a letterhead, so we don't. Um, and we, we break it down to VP3. But there are innately amazing people all over the country there that is. they just need or want to serve or and help. And so there are, you know, to go back to the conversation we were having here, there's there's roughly 37,000 veteran organizations across the country. Um, they're all biting for the, the same the same resources. Uh, those resources are, you know, financial resources. Those uh, uh, resources are boots on the ground, volunteers, um, and skill set people that we actually can't do. Uh, I need to have a web designer that can work on our web page. We have to pay for that. Um, there are some things I, you know, I, I haven't been fortunate enough to have a lawyer walk into my world and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to donate my time to your nonprofit. So, a lawyer is a piece that we make sure we have a retainer on and make sure that we're covered in, in all things legally as well. Um, and I'm confident one day we will have that, that person walk through our door. Well, you know, the one thing I learned, Mark, when I got into this was I got into a lot of clubs in the town. Like I'm in the Rotary. I'm in the BNI. I'm in the line. You know what I'm saying? You, I got into other clubs, which then I turned, I met lawyers. I met CPAs. I've met people now. And then now that we, we build a friendship. And then when I need something, I, I just, like I got a friend who's an attorney that's in my Rotary Club. When I got a problem, I reach out, hey, what do you think? And he tells me, and they said, and then he's like, well, look, if you need to hire, I can, you know, I'll, you know, he gives me a basically, you know, his normal rate's like 500 something an hour. He charged me like $50 an hour. So he'll do work for me, you know what I mean? Because he's my friend. So, but it's really hard. That's why I tell a lot of guys, I've, I've mentored some guys who started nonprofits, said, listen, get into the Chambers of Commerce in your community, get into the Rotary Club, get into the BNI groups, get into any networking clubs you can find, get in there because as a nonprofit, a lot of those businesses are going to be looking for things they can do for their staff or whatever. It helps. It helps a tremendous amount because, like, I have four retired generals that are in the Rotary Club that I'm in. So whenever I need it, hey, sir, I need some help. He's like, what you need, Val? And, boom, and then, boom, all of a sudden I get whatever I need. So shoots me an email. I shoot him an email. And then all of a sudden, bam, a donation comes in or, bam, people show up. So it's really about 
how you network. And, I, and I, the biggest thing I've learned since I've been doing this is your networking experience is more important than your passion for your mission. Absolutely. If you, network, if you don't know how to build, build relationships with people, you won't be successful because you, you're going to need help at one point. And if you don't have those people to reach out to, you're done. You're done like the sun. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do. Reach out to all those businesses. And and, and for us, we felt that it's, it's critical and crucial to reach out to your local legislators as well. Yeah, Congress. Uh, state and U.S. legislators. Uh, they do want to help. And they do see that this is a viable way to take care of those heroes of our communities, the people that have already given up some or part or all of their lives for all of us to have what we have. And so it, I love it. It's a great dialogue. Um, Lois is on here with some great conversation pieces. Can't build an empire without the help of the masses. I love hearing how the veterans support each other. Um, I got the Holy Ghost bumps only because I'm living off this high. Um, this week we got to meet with Denny Katona of OP Veteran. We got to meet with uh, for years. Danny's a good dude. Yeah. Good yeah. dude, Eric Oschlager, and I. I mess that one all the time. Um, of uh, Corporal Chato. Yeah, I actually got to go sit on Chato's uh, bench today, and it was just what a wonderful tribute. And to make sure, what a great time right now to talk about. We got your six. It's it is time to do your buddy checks. It is time to reach out to those that you serve with those that you know that have served, those that you know may struggle sometimes. And to be honest with you, you got to reach out to those that you think are the strongest. Hey, there's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Eric. He's trying, Eric. He's trying, Eric. Eric. He's trying, man. I try hard. I know. I mess it up every time, and I openly say it. So yeah, just, call him, um, just call him O. Just say, hey, O. Oh, I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to. Uh, just work, work with us, Eric. Work with us, man. Had the awesome opportunity to lay pause on that dude and his wife this week, and just a uh, guh. And then, uh, gosh, Bobby Withrow of uh, yeah. the Texas, Texas Fallen. Um, amazing, amazing. We sit all sitting there smoking cigars, maybe having some adult beverages, and listening to Doug Lane and. Dom Kerr's play. Yeah. I want to share. So we're going to do a little music break right now because I got to get my stuff together now that I've been reprimanded by Eric here. I uh, want to share this awesome, awesome one and only time event with um, the amazing Doug Lane Band and Dom Kerr's. Sometimes I just don't know the reason why.
just lose one. says uh, someone got here. I did not recognize Dom Kurz when he showed up. Uh, for those who may have seen Dom um, on our show or gone, uh, he he looks like on the cover of GQ now, and that's good for him. What <laughs> it was just an amazing, amazing song, and that was that came shortly after the the mystery uh, loss of Mr. McGregor last night. <laughs> Which they had to stall the music for a second so we could watch the two last fights and uh, what a what a craziness. Um, Andrea, you said we had some shout outs to do. Oh, we got a shout out here from um, thank you, Ellen, for reminding us. It's kind of weird. Mark and I were actually just talking about twelve uh, year old Zachariah, and he has this running with heroes. Um, I think he takes it around the country, right? He does. Running with Heroes, and it's a display. Um, he, he's he been busy, and he, my gosh, great job, Zachariah. 
um, what 12 years old, what an inspiration. He's, um, yeah. Thank you, Ellen, again, for the reminder. What does it say? 950 miles. Yeah. 950 miles. He's gone with this big trailer and display. This little um, dude gets out there, man. He, he does a mile for every fallen. Uh, thank you for sharing, Ellen. And we actually, uh, a year ago, had reached out to have Zachariah on our show. And uh, we had some pretty intense conversations with mom. Zero complaint on our part, just some of the things that he was dealing with in his world. And uh, we're still reaching out. We'll get him. Maybe you can plant a seed for us, Ellen. Thanks. So greatly appreciate it. And, yes, that little, that little dude gets out there and does one mile for every fallen uh, blue line Leo. And, and he's actually done uh, Department of National Resources uh, when we lost ours from Minnesota. And he just does an amazing, amazing, amazing job. Just soon, 950 heroes, 950 miles, right? Yep. Thank you so much, John. That is awesome. Um, thank you for being here tonight with us, too. Um, Mr. Valentine, how can we help you, brother? How can we get your word out to help your organization uh, have the resources it needs and or um, direct people that need your services? Well, to be bluntly honest with you, we're in all the veteran organizational stuff in Texas. Like we're on all the different things. So like we're, we're, we work with um, com, a combined arms out of Houston. We work with another organization out of Dallas. We work with another organization out of Waco. Uh, so a lot of the surrounding areas that we, if they got a soldier that fits the need of what we do, they feed them to us. The biggest thing for us, is like it is for every nonprofit, it's all about raising money. So we're always just looking for monthly donors. It doesn't matter how much you donate. Because if you're just donating monthly, we can count on you to send us something every month to help us with our mission, supporting these soldiers and veterans and their families. That's what's important to us. Um, so we're always looking. We did just adjust our thing. So now when you donate a certain amount, you get a challenge coin or a T-shirt or, or a travel mug. Some things to say thank you for helping us out uh, if you become a monthly donor. So we're trying to do everything we can to motivate people to understand that making donations – I tell people this all the time, a $20 donation to me, I can feed a family for a month for $20. I literally can feed a family for a month. A, month, a family of four, I can feed them for a month on a $20 donation. And then now we also have it on, on our website. If you pick to donate, you can actually pick which program you want 100% of your donation to go to. So if you want to go to the food pantry, then 100% of what you donate, I'm going to put towards the food pantry mission and what we're doing in the food pantry. If you wanted to go to birthday cakes, then it'll all go to birthday cakes. We'll make more birthday cakes. Because we average about 75 to 100 birthday cakes a month that we do around here locally for soldiers. Holy cow. That is awesome. So we, yeah, we kill ourselves. So we, and we do about, we did about $20,000 in car repairs last year. We did about 15, 15 different families. We get the total tire replacements on their car for all their tires. Uh, backpacks. We did over 500 kids for backpacks for school last year. This year we're looking at about 600. Um, so there's a lot of different things we got going on. So if people donate to us. We let them. We want to let them know that you can pick what you want to, the money to go towards, and we'll put it towards it. 100 of it will go to that. Um, and there's of course there's a general use fund that we have too that you can just let us use what we need to use to pay bills and stuff. But you know, I tell you all the time because I just got a huge donation yesterday, twenty five thousand dollar donation from one of our big supporters, and she's just she's just her dad was in the military, and she's just a huge want to take care of military families. She's just got that attitude, and she just made a huge donation. So we're excited that we know that we're going to have some, you know, another couple months where we don't have to worry. We don't have to freak out and kill ourselves over doing, you know, 
nickel and dime raffles to try to raise a couple thousand dollars. So it's it's nice to have kind of a take a deep breath kind of thing because absolutely you get worn out doing that every day. It's crazy. So. Well, I get it. I get it. We've had a couple of uh, emergency missions recently that was out of our budget and was out of our scope. We weren't ready for them. Um, one of them involved a 18 month old child with a with a mother and some and some crisis situation. And it wasn't time to have a conversation and say, you know, where is this all going to come? We just made sure it got done. And then we reached out and made sure that the people that we knew in our network knew that we needed help with that. Well, I'll, I'll tell everybody out there listening, there's a lot of great organizations that are, that are nationwide. The Yellow Ribbon Foundation, they're based out of Florida, but they're, they're nationwide. You can set up as a veteran. You can start an account with them. And if you need help, you can go. Uh, we use Centerpoint is one of our big things that we use here in Austin. So when I have a veteran come in, that's having, they fell behind in their rent or their whatever. Centerpoint is huge with us because they can set up an appointment right on our website to have them call them and get everything set up. We also have a legal team that does free legal stuff for all the soldiers and veterans. Divorces, uh, you know, whatever it might be, they're there to assist them and it's all free. So we have a lot of organizations that I've really spent a lot of time building relationships. That's why I, I to revert back to what we talked about earlier, being in those groups, the BNIs and the Rotaries, and then you meet, your network gets larger faster. Faster than you can do it on your own. You can't do it on your own the way you think you can. But when you get into a Rotary Club or you get into the Lions Club or you get into, you know, the BNI groups, and BNI surprisingly has been actually more beneficial to me than anything because even though they're business, they're doing networking and helping each other get business. The amount of people that I've been able to help get business from that BNI group that I help them get people to do, cut their lawn or do their roof or whatever because of my ability to say I endorse them, so use them, and then they get used. Man, those guys will do anything for me. Like, they'll basically do anything for me. If I haul them and say, hey, I need a 1000 bucks," they'll write a check. I mean, literally, because they know my following on Facebook and my ability to give them a uh, uh, a high-speed uh, backing of what they do and that you can trust this guy. Like, for instance, my roof guy. I call me, If you've got a roof issue, call this guy because I'm telling you, one, he'll trust you. He's not going to screw you over. He's, he's going to be legit with you because I know him personally, and I can guarantee he's done my roofs, and he's not going to take advantage of you. He's going to be do, do you right. And that endorsement alone helps their business so much. And then what they do, man, they just write checks when I need. Hey, I need a thousand bucks. I got to write somebody will write a thousand dollar check out of that group and just send it to me. It's it's. So I tell people all the time that in nonprofits, it's just you have to network. You have to. You have to. You have to. You can't. You can't. You won't survive without it. Your your nonprofit won't make it. I don't care how good you think you are. If you don't network, you're not going to make it. Agreed. Agreed. Here's my challenge for all of you right now that are listening on the show and uh, will listen in the near future and we'll hear it in podcast form, both on uh, Veterans United podcast and we got your six at six uh, podcast with uh, Heroes Media Group. If you've got an extra 22 cents, that's crazy, right? 22 cents. If you got an extra 22 cents, I'd like you to get hold of Operation Phantom Support and donate that 22 cents. If you've got an extra $22, I'd like you to take that time right now. Mark, why are you not why are you not promoting the People's Patriot Project? Because it doesn't matter. We're all taking care of our brothers and sisters, man. And this is what I believe in. It's in our mission statement that we are going to support like organizations as the People's Patriot Project. And we are fully taking on Operation Phantom Support as part of that project as well. Yeah, well, why would I send my 22 cents? Well, here's the deal, guys. It's called lightening the load. It's that one little tiny thing. It's that birthday cake that uh, Mr. Valentine was talking about. A birthday cake might be the thing that turns a family around for a moment. 
because maybe that's the stress that family's feeling because they can't get little, I was going to say Johnny, but I got John on my, my screen. <laughs> <laughs> little Shad, little Shad of birthday cake. And uh, that's huge. Can you imagine lightening the load so they don't have to worry about that for that day? It's done. We had a family reach out to us one year and ask for a Christmas tree. I'm like, are you kidding me? A Christmas tree? That's that's easy pickings there. That was nothing. And we made sure the family had a Christmas to remember. And we've done that for several years now, helping several families. And it's just lightening the load. Just every single tiny thing. All the things Mr. Valentine's talked about, I, he's done. He's doing it all. And I love it. And uh, it's the direction, same direction we're planning on going on. Uh, we don't have everything, the entire infrastructure. We need you. I need to change my beard white and put red, white, and blue on as Uncle Sam and say, we need you. Every single person listening here, there is a job we can plug you into. I need one person right now, and I'm offering this to everyone in our network, and I said we are going to do that this weekend. I need one person right now that will reach out to every organization in our network and ask us what their monthly events are so we can get it located into one calendar so that all of us can kind of see what we're doing. And that will help all of us kind of funnel the resources to where it needs to happen. Um, it, it is essential. I need one person to do that. If you've got an extra hour, hour a week, that's all I'm asking for. Those are the tiny things. That's a real tiny thing. That's a tiny ask. Um, I know Mr. Valentine probably has some some little niches that he needs filled. Uh, we need volunteers. We need resources. Why do we do this? We do this to lighten the load so we save lives. Um, I am a selfish human being. Good to see you, Angela. Um, I enjoy hearing and reading the emails of our veterans and first responders that say, hey, what we heard in the messaging saved my life. I will selfishly say I like I like hearing that, and I'm going to continue that mission. I know Mr. Valentine has the same mission. I know all the horsemen we dealt with this weekend. I don't know why I'm calling them the horsemen. We're the apocalypse, I think I said. <laughs> we're going to come take this thing, man, and we're going to save our brothers and sisters. Um. Gosh, Andrea. Hey, you know what? I um, we we're coming off a big, busy month, and you know we did this the Fourth of July, celebrating everybody um, and our freedom. Everyone who's ever fought for our protections and our freedoms. Um, I, out of curiosity, today um, we don't have we don't have a um, on our list. I'm sure I'm missing something. We don't have a big holiday. Um, or maybe I'm just not quite ready for it after this month or this last two weeks. But um, I just want to remind you guys, the military and our first responders. And so I was focusing on firefighters today. Is that me? Um, fire, I just, firefighters, you guys, they, um, they fall into our three categories here. They willingly serve, they make sacrifices, they represent us around the world. Um, let me just say, after spending a few days in Texas, they load on piles of protection layers and then go into blazing heat. So if it's 98 degrees and 
120% humidity, and then they go into the heat of a fire. Um, I just wanted to think about firemen right now. It's been very dry in the Midwest. Um, I'm looking at all this land that we've been around in Texas where some of it's dry, a lot of it's wet and green right now. But um, we talked about fires with Eric O. And so I've been thinking about firefighters today. Um, their job is uh, second nature. nature. It's dangerous. Um, actually, Dom's wife, who we met in the early hours this morning, um, <laughs> had to go to bed quick because she had to go to work as a firefighter this morning. Um, so she's out there protecting us right now. I was just looking up some, some statistics on firefighter fatalities in the United States. And um, there's more research and more collection of this data, but um, we're looking at chronic illnesses that come about with firefighting, such as cancer and heart disease. This is in high numbers. And then, um, sadly but truly, the, the um, behavior health issues, mental health issues have risen as well. And so the suicide rates are much higher. And this is why we enveloped those first responders into the People's Patriot Project is um, because of those numbers, those growing numbers. Now here's some percentages, 9% increase in cancer diagnoses um, and a 14% increase in cancer-related deaths. And that's, a, that's compared to the general population of the United States. And also, they, um, there is an increase of the risk of cardiovascular conditions. Um, now, the Firefighter Behavioral Health Alliance has done some study on um, firefighter suicide rates. And that, of course, just froze here. I don't know if I'm trying to share internet resources. But that, of course, has gone up and up as well. And I'm just thinking about... Um, you know, we come from the, the, the land of um, Minneapolis Twin Cities where um, firefighters were involved in a lot of the help on the street as first responders um, over the last year and a half. Um, you know, we got to give them a lot of credit for saving um, others. And I think we just all need to jump in and help save those who save others at this, at this point. And so I apologize. I am... Um, 1,638 firefighters just this year um, have been lost to suicide. So um, that's on a national level. So we gotta keep our eyes and ears out for those as well. So when we say we got your six and we tell you call a buddy, um, your dispatchers, your EMS, your firefighters, of course our Leos need it, um, and then our military. Keep them all in mind. Give them a call. Check in on them. I'll look up some more statistics if you have more questions, but that's what I got for today. Thank you for sharing that, Andrea. Uh, let's take a real quick music break just because we were there and saw them and we're involved. Uh, how about a little Dom Kerr's roll on?
a dude, man. What a dude. Check this out. This, this isn't how we normally do this, but boop. you see that? I got to hold the guitar. Uh, your, your screen blacked out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Awesome. Now, just because that is a homemade guitar by him, isn't it? It is a guitar made by him out of a cigar box and a Texas license plate. And he, he can give you the whole rundown. The really cool thing is there's a bottle opener down here on the side. And, like, guitar designers think it's the coolest thing he's ever did. Not that it's a functional bottle opener. It actually is a spot where you can rest your hand on so you can do your strumming. And they're like, it's brilliant. I was like, who would ever think of that? That's crazy. No, it was so much fun. Um, and I did get a request to play a Doug Lane song, and we just don't have anything booted up right now. Uh, we will get some Doug Lane stuff uh, on here. Uh, we don't mean to leave him out because that's not the case at all. But uh, where you can listen to Doug Lane is on WeP3 Radio with Blast FM. And we'll put that link up here real quick, too. Um, all of our artists that you see here with the People's Patriot Project is on WeP3 Radio. We P3, just so no one, you get it, We the People's Patriot Project. That's what it's called. Uh, but We P3, uh, Sylvia, we're, we're right up the road from you, dear, down in Houston. Um, Dahlia, I said Silva, but yeah, I get it. I get it. That's me jumping all over the place. But awesome, awesome, awesome. What's the next big mission, Mr. Yeah. Valentine? What are we getting done? So we'll be giving the backpacks away probably mid-August. School starts here in Texas about mid to late August. So we'll give them out about a week or two prior to school starting so the families will be able to get out whatever we couldn't give them because we give them pretty much the backpack and everything they need except for a few little minor things. So instead of a family paying 50 or $100 per kid, now they might only spend $20 per kid. So that's our goal. So that way they're, you know, it's a little bit cost. But that's our next big project. We're actually doing signups actually start on monday i'm actually gonna have signups start on monday for our donors so they can sign up to get a backpack for their kids for school next year and that's what our next big deal is so we're we're, we're collecting money for that because we got to buy school supplies still we still got to buy composition books and ruled paper and pencils and all that stuff still so we're still working on all that but yeah i love that mission that you're doing there because i we used to do a school supply ride with a, a motorcycle organization and Again, people, this is the reason. Why Why backpacks? Think about how much it costs to send kids to school. And think about the stress some of these parents that are dealing with. We're lightening the load. We're putting a backpack on a kid, and we're putting school supplies in their hands. So there is less stress for that family. That's why we do these things. It's well, a low and I can speak from the heart because I got I had four kids going to school at one point and I was spending two, three, four hundred dollars to get them all ready for school because some teachers want them to have this many pens or that many pens or this many whatever. So you're like, what? So it gets a little overwhelming at times, too. So we want to take some of that burden off the families getting ready for school. Plus, just whole school year starting again. So a lot of anxiety comes from that with the kids side and the parents side. So we just try to help out as much as we can and, and do that. So that's why we do it. Well. And heavens for Betsy, they actually wanted you to get one of the Texas Instruments graphing calculators that is yeah. an automatic hundred bucks out of your pocket right now, yeah. um, if not more. 
And so, no, I totally get it. Uh, we love having you on here, brother. You're yeah. welcome here any and all the time. Um, whatever we can do to help, let us know. Um, you're here with – we're here. I open channel for you, brother. Um, it's probably a little bit out of the out of the realms, but, uh, you know, condolences on the loss of your father. Um, that was a piece that we went through that uh, we had uh, – we had Mr. Valentine scheduled a couple months ago, and uh, he thought he was going to be able to get through it, and I questioned it. <laughs> I know I couldn't have gotten through it, brother, so we're with you, yeah. and uh, we our condolences for you with that loss. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, forward, operating base. She got it. Clean up. Uh, at the end of this month. Uh, just, I do have some graphics for that, so we can pull that up real quick. Uh, down with Brian Gibson, down in um, Illinois, and I might have the wrong one. Yeah, this is right. Um, again, Project Die Hard needs you, all volunteers. If you can uh, show up down in McCanda, Illinois, um, 0900 to 1700 daily from July 26th to 29th. Uh, they have this amazing facility down there that's been donated to them. Brian's been working feverishly to get this off the ground and provide uh, more resources for veterans and first responders. Uh, we will be down there, the People's Patriot Project, uh, helping with the project and also celebrating uh, with uh, Brian that weekend. Uh, we've They've got Chris Turner showing up. Chris Tice is going to be an amazing. I know that there's going to be some food being prepared by possibly Adam Jones with uh, Feed the Heroes Foundation, and there might be a little challenge out there. Maybe someone that likes to cook with the People's Page Project will be uh, doing a little cook-off. Uh, I know what the menu items are. I've shared it with uh, Mr. Adams. Uh, the challenge is out there. It's going to be exciting. Uh, we got Brian Gibson in the house right now. Brother Gibson, share with us. Anything? Hey, guys. I do not believe you're in regulation with your shaving right at this time. Can you tighten that up for us, please? Oh. <laughs> uh. Guys, just so much work to be done, so much work to be done. Uh, stage is about 90% complete. We did have a sound system donated, so praise on that one. Uh, but, yeah, we need all the help we can get for this cleanup, and come on out and see where your donation is going to be going. Okay, this is why we're holding this event. I want people to come put their hands on this building and see where their money goes. This isn't a a pipe dream. This is no, this is saving people's lives. Uh, I'm sorry if I've been out of the net all week. I've just been totally covered up and I lost another close friend to the demons. Sorry to hear that, brother. I know, but this is why I get so adamant about my mission. I just can't. Everybody asks me, when is it going to be open? It's like, no, it needs to be open tomorrow. 
you know. But uh, John, keep up the great work down there. I love what you're doing. I've been following you. Of course, Shad, Mark, you're all great people. Andrea back there. Why, why are you sitting so far in the back? I, I, we got an awkward setup this week. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to run things on my phone. I just finally got my computer pulled up and yeah, yeah. Normally I'm running off five screens with all the things that we do and we only have one now plus our phones. So she's doing she's doing an amazing job supporting getting this <laughs> this done and, and ready to go. So um, keep doing it, brother. We got you. We're coming. People are coming to take care of uh, Fob Rush down in McCandy, Illinois. So well, hang I can't in there. Wait to get the bear hug and see you all there. Who we'll said talk to you that? later? Oh, was Doug Lane. Lane. peace out, brother. For sure, Doug Lane. <laughs> he he made fun of me. He made fun of me a little bit. Who's Scoots? Who's Scotty? The sexy Scotty Sexton. Hola, senor. From, <laughs> from. There you are. What are you? What are you doing? I'm I don't know. You, you look like a floating head. You look like Oh. Uh, we got Scotty Sexton on the screen with uh, Forgotten 22 out of uh, Kansas. Good to have you, brother. Hello. What's going on in your world? Not a lot. Just uh, just floating around things in space. It looks. Huh? Looks like you're just floating around in space. I am. Just At one, least you're dead. One big giant head. <laughs> Why does it say Scoots on your screen? Because I decided to put that because that was my nickname. I was Sergeant Scoots. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got you got a the... problem with that? Nope. 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 He was confused. So, so how's the rat ride coming, man? It's a coming. It's a... I've got... Maybe ten percent more work to do, and it'll be done. Um, Coralie wants to know if you're going to start singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Fine. I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so uh, I don't know exactly what you expect me to sing. Perfect. Perfect. Well. We've been blessed by having you on the show, Mr. Valentine. Thank you for all the amazing work you're doing down there. Um, it's an honor to have you here with us, and uh, and I hope uh, there's a way we can continue to network ourselves and work together to make sure that we're taking care of our brothers and sisters out there. Yeah, without a doubt. I appreciate you guys having me on. If there's anything I can do for you, you got my name, you got my number, just reach out let me know. Well, we won't forget next time we're in Texas where you're located. So the, we won't yeah, actually, you'd, be, you'd really be shocked if you came by and actually saw our facility and saw oh, what we did. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What, uh, you got a minute for a post show? Of course, yeah. Okay. We're not out of Texas yet. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm yeah. Saying. Maybe let's chat. Cool. All right. You're really not that um, far right now. You're not that far. So, yeah. Gosh, and the, just a bit, guys, 
I, I, I will I will go to my grave saying I have selfishly done all the things that we have done. Um, it is amazing to connect with these amazing human beings doing amazing things, and it is amazing to, to make a difference in people's lives. That's why we do what we do. Um, this is an opportunity to serve. It's an opportunity to reach out to people and take – Scotty's driving me nuts, man. <laughs> Uh, did you start sampling your moonshine? No. <laughs> Just because I make it doesn't mean I have to drink it. Trying to have a serious conversation here, but <laughs> we love you, Scotty. We love you. Um, thank you, brothers and sisters, for the support. We don't get to do what we're doing without you. And I'll, I'll put that out there. Mr. Mark Peterson and Mrs. Andrea Eichmann don't get to, to do – the fun things that we do without the people that are supporting our network and doing the things that we are doing. Uh, make sure you reach out to fountainsupport.org. Uh, that is uh, Mr. Valentine's organization. Um, make sure you check out WP3 Radio on Blast FM. And uh, remember, the mission continues and service can continue. Pay your pride. There's my humor. <laughs>